This U.S. Open edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of the week, so make sure to get your entry in for a free shot at winning $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money. Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Just give me a golf sound effect, Sean. You got something <laughs> for me? No, I don't. I'll, I'll crack open a cold uh, Coors light. That's the closest. I think it's, I think it's attached to golf. Cause uh, you know, if you're out on the links, you got to crack open a cold Coors light, put down a number of Coors light over by the, uh, the stadium swim pool. We just did our live stream with uh, Derek. If you caught that uh, kind of previewing the bucks Nets uh, game, and uh, now we're back in the room getting some of that sweet, sweet AC to talk <laughs> U.S. Open predictions. So, I'm tired. I'm just exhausted. The heat, <laughs> the heat, really taking it out. That and the gambling. Ryan, you sound like uh, James Harden and his defense, just lollygagging all over the place. We are. You are going to get me. You're. Th- th- this podcast will have a opportunity <laughs> to wa- to listen to me live sweat. Uh, me losing a huge bet on the uh, the <laughs> under of this Brooklyn Nets Milwaukee Bucks game, but but who cares about that, Sean? No, it's we're a- here we're here to talk golf. It's a major, which means we're checking in and we're going to talk golf. Of course, if you're looking to bet on golf, the NBA, the NFL, whatever it is, WinBet has you covered. Make sure you head over to WinBet.com. W Y N N Bet.com. Download the app today. Uh, get started and get that risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. Again, we're giving you winners and free cash on uh, risk-free bet. There's literally no risk. The worst part about gambling is the risk. You take that away, it's just straight cash, homie. Win bet uh, sets you up, and uh, again, app very intuitive, very easy to use, and just uh, all around. Um, just awesome, honestly. And they got sweet promos, odds, parlays, all happening over at winbet.com. Very generous app, very generous sports book. Make sure you uh, get that parlay boost and really cash in with winbet.com. Joining us on the line, the co hosts of the Golf Gambling Podcast, Boston Capper and Steve Shermer. Steve, I'll start with you. Uh, appreciate you guys coming or, you know, calling into the podcast and appreciate you. I I've been, uh, I listened to the latest uh, 
DFS uh, podcast you guys did with Nagels and appreciate you um, gutting it out with uh, Capper's pronunciation of uh, some of these some of these live reads on the Coors Light and the prop swap. It's uh, <laughs> it's really his, his Boston accent at its finest. So appreciate you, Steve, for sticking through that. You know, I mean, he's kind of rubbed off a little bit that uh, with the the accent because uh, there, there's a golfer, uh, uh, you know, and I, and I always like subliminally I want to say like Denny McCarthy, you know, like <laughs> you know, with a thick Boston accent there. So yeah, I mean, listen, like you know, we we talk every week. We're kind of like a married couple. We're rubbing off on each other. So I'm sure he's going to pick up my you know nasally Western New York accent pretty soon too. <laughs> It's going to be talking about getting some garbage plates up there in upstate New York, and of course, Boston Capper. Boston Capper, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Listen, I, I know I used to make fun of you for not being able to pronounce names and shit, but listen, <laughs> I, I think I do pretty good with the ad reads. I do pretty oh good. no, your barely read. Your reads are great for someone like you said who could barely read. Uh, very good, and uh, yeah, just when the accent bleeds through on the A's and O's, I just. Uh, I really, really enjoy listening to them. And then, uh, of course, on Twitter, we tweeted out this uh, this story of a of a uh, New England fisherman who, again, I don't know how this wasn't biggest bigger news, but he got swallowed by a whale, a lobsterman, <laughs> out of out of the ocean. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. And not only survived, but he was telling his tale on the local news. How was this not leading every paper? And of course, I tagged Boston Capper and said, "Glad he's." Alive and well, yeah. So I mean, I feel like uh, most people don't believe it's actually real. Like this might be uh, <laughs> a, a, a mass hole, maybe uh, telling us all exagger- exaggerating a story. <laughs> like uh, it's like the guys who randomly found the uh, the the Red Sox uh, World Series banner. They were like, "Yeah, it was just across the street," and I found it in a box. It's so weird. <laughs> and then uh, I went to the Red Sox, and I was like, "Yo, you gotta give me something for it. It's so strange." <laughs> like, it, it, I definitely didn't steal this myself. Like, yeah, it's uh, it it definitely reeks of a a, a bullshit story. Probably <laughs> a fan of the show, Sean. Yeah, and we get we gotta hook him up with the T-shirt. I was just I, I thought maybe guys almost getting uh, eaten by whales was like just a normal occurrence in New England, and I was just unaware. <laughs> And it was business as usual. Local guy almost swallowed by whale. It's like what? I mean, how is this not I mean, bigger news? I mean, maybe in some fishing towns, right? Not where I come from, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, not not where I'm from, but maybe Gloucester, uh, maybe some places like that. Like, maybe it's normal, but no, uh, like, no. I, I think everybody thought it was bullshit. Basically, I think someone. I just... didn't even have anything broken. Like, he, he broke. <laughs> he he, he had, like bruised legs. Yeah, he should have some swallowed like, by a whale. Yeah, whale slime on him or something. It was just. Yeah. Uh, he looked, no, it, he looked totally fine. His buddies are just fucking with the entire world. He just he just took a fat chick home that night, so that that he got eaten by a whale. <laughs> it was a, or maybe a slump, he, bust, maybe, a slump buster for real. Maybe he actually uh, ate all the right. whale. All right, we're gonna get to uh, some U.S. Open picks, predictions, breaking it all down. One other news story, and uh, my buddy just texted me. I feel like we have to mention this before we get into it. But a golfer was arrested <laughs> after attacking fellow player on the course during corn fair. Tour qualifier event, police say. <laughs> this is insane for so many reasons. Uh, according to police in Newton, Kansas, Luke Smith of Covington, Tennessee, punched the victim in the face and tackled him to the ground during the qualifier at the Sand Creek Station golf course. Quote, he held the victim down until he said uncle. <laughs> and then released him. <laughs> Newton police said in a statement, according to police, the argument started when the suspect and his father who was serving as his caddy refused to help the victim look for errant shots in the rough. This is amazing. Um, 
and Steve, are we going to, do we expect any sort of uh, outbursts like that on the U S open? This is crazy. I mean, I think we've Boston Capper and I are clamoring for, you know, I mean the Bryson Brooks, Ooh. you know, blow out, like, you know, brouhaha. I mean, and it seems like the USGA kind of <laughs> wants to separate the two guys. They got a little rivalry going on and I don't know. I mean, we'll see like, you know, I mean, it is a big deal with pace of play and you know, it's, it's, it's an important <laughs> issue for those guys and not, you know, being a jerk and not helping find balls. Yeah. Like, you know, of course these guys are going to be a little mad doing that. So yeah, I, I don't blame the guy for punching the guy in the face and, you know, getting that's so, yeah, I think he's totally the right. I think all chargers should be dropped. I like I, I that. 100% co-side. Well, it's co-side. funny like, because what kind of a dickhead doesn't help you find the ball. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not going to help you find the ball. That is a dick move. I mean, I I'm not a fan of looking for golf balls, but I'm also not going to turn. I, I mean, at the end of the day, this is just uh, hockey lets uh, things settle themselves on the ice. Uh, this, the great sport of rugby, things are settled on the pitch. So why not let golfers just settle it? I mean, <laughs> literally, this is Adam saying, "Happy Gilmore, making golf more entertaining." For <laughs> gimme Brooks Bryson, maybe at the turn they do three a quick three minute round, four ounce gloves, see what happens. Well, and and Kramer, perfect transition because Brooks and Bryson. There were some rumors out there in the Twitter sphere that uh, maybe they would actually be paired up. For the U.S. Open now, uh, supposedly Br- USGA reached out and then Bryson declined. Pussy. And then, in classic, Pussy. in classic news cycle fashion, Bryson, de- uh, you know, said that was all made up. USGA didn't reach out. Steve, oh, w- what's your take on this story? Do you think they actually did? And 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 Bryson declined. Or I, I don't imagine this gets made up, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, like the USGA has always kind of gone to the, you know, they they marshal be their own drum and they always tend to kind of like have certain themes with some of their groups. So like, yeah, it's mostly, it'll be traditional stuff. Like you'll have like past US open winners, but sometimes they'll get kind of a little crazy and they'll do like an all fat guy group, which actually kind of <laughs> drew a little bit, some, uh, you know, some blowback for some, uh, you know, fat shaming from some groups. But I mean, so of Did course, they would want to draw interest by saying, yeah, like having Brooks and Bryson, in the same group. Why not? Like, I mean, the U S the USGA isn't shy to having like bad publicity anyways. Like if there's a little bit of tension, they don't really care. They just want to have a good tournament. So yeah, I, I buy the fact that they reach out to the agency, what happened and Bryson probably backed down because he's a little sensitive. He's a he's the fucking know, he, worst. Like he was getting people kicked off of the goddamn golf course last week, and yeah. now he's denying what golf fans want. Wait, like uh, well, hold on, want to watch? Are you are you saying he's becoming Shooter McGavin? <laughs> yeah, he really is. <laughs> no, no. I, listen, I would rather have a beer with Shooter McGavin than this douchebag. Like, That's like, true. are you fucking like? It's unbelievable. Like, like he's getting guys literally kicked off the golf course a couple weeks ago for saying Brooke. And it wasn't even your backswing. You're that fucking sensitive, you millennial. Yeah, oh, that's very, tough. very like, soft. Move. That's a tough one. And, and and again, and, and then this, and you literally are trying to like grow the game. You want eyes on it, like gambling. You have a you have DraftKings on your on your scally cap, bro. Like you're wearing a scally cap, first of all, which means you should be some semblance of a man. You are clearly not the semblance <laughs> of a man. When you won't even when you won't even go, you won't even play around with Brooks. Like it blows my mind. There is nobody I hate more right now that Bryson after the last three weeks, like, I hope he fucking crashes and burns so bad. <laughs> I fucking, I can't stand it. Yeah. I mean, uh, and again, if you're Brooks and you need fans, I mean, I, I don't know. You guys probably have the, the pulse better than mo- than us at least, 
but it, it seems like everyone is is Team Brooks, and very people are are Team Bryson. If you're not Team Bryson, isn't it the easiest move to just call out Brooks and be like, "I want to be paired with Brooks." He doesn't want it, you know. I, I uh, USGA, please pair me with Brooks. Like, isn't that his move? I, I mean, Steve, what am I missing? I mean, I, I think Bryson still is kind of caught in this limbo of like, yeah, I'm this like big, like meathead, like jock. And then he still has like the nice, quiet, like nerdy type. So I think he's still trying to kind of find his identity a little bit, trying to marry the two. And, you know, he, I think he tries to take the high road for some things, but he's really just, he's just a douchebag. I mean, listen, I, how many times have I gone on this podcast with you guys? And that's just like, <laughs> like it just popcorn for you guys. Talk about his quarantine video or just like his <laughs> strange YouTube videos or stupid shit. He does on the golf course. Like, I mean, just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard for me. I want to like the guy cause I respect his game, but man, he's so damn unlikable <laughs> and I should like him cause he's a fellow nerd like me. Yes, he really is. <laughs> he's the, <laughs> very well done. He's the fucking worst. And that's it. Like end of story. Like I, like I, 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 the worst. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're Bryson, if you're Bryson DeChambeau, you know what I mean. You need you need to chill. You need to chill with your workout videos. You need just a little too much. He's he's one of those uh, go 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 always on guys. Bryson needs to crack open an ice cold Coors Light. It's literally made to chill. I mean, if you saw Bryson out there with the cold Coors Light on the it, it, you know at the U.S. Open, it'd be tough not to uh, root for that guy. Again, I mean, you know, we've been uh, out here in Vegas cracking open a number of uh, cold Coors Light. And when you're dealing with the Vegas heat, nothing better than something that's literally made to chill, aka Mountain Cold Refreshment Coors Light. Perfect way to hit the reset button. And, you know, Coors Light, it's the one we choose here on the podcast. When you want to hit that reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Steve, US Open, Tory Pines. I was, uh, you know, listening to some great uh, grass talk. You guys always come through with that on the Golf Gambling Podcast. What's the key here for winning at Tory Pines? Well, I mean, I, I think it's 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 not just winning at Torrey Pines. I think there has been a shift in just winning the U.S. Open overall. So, I mean, I had a what essentially was a TED talk with a Boston Capper on Sunday, where we <laughs> went through basically the history and how the leaderboards have evolved over the years, and just with the advancement in golf technology and just how fit these guys are and like athletic, like it's it's just like the types of players nowadays just look and play so much differently than what they did back in like the late two thousands when the last time they played this place and really is all about just how you perform off the tee. And that's kind of been the central theme with the last seven or eight us opens where if you look at those top tens, they all consistently ranked inside the top 15 strokes can off the tee. Most of them are pretty long hitters. I mean, there's some exceptions too. There's always guys who kind of pop in there because they scramble well, they put well, but just, I mean, it just, it seems like with all these long, narrow uh, setups like Tory pines is this week. And it's not necessarily like, I mean, like, like most guys, when I say short off the tee, they're still getting 300. Yeah. It's more about how many strokes you're gaining off the tee in relation to the field. That's, I think the biggest like key this week, as far as if, if you're someone, if, if you will like AI and if you're looking at like those stats and they don't perform well in relation to the field, they got to do like two or three other things really good in order to compensate. 
And that's where it gets kind of dicey. So it's, it's, it's Torrey Pines, a very tough driving golf course. They end up doing a couple of work to it where they, they push the bunkers closer to the fairways. You know, there's the thick Kukuli grass. It's kind of a little dicey. If you get a good lie in it, sometimes the ball sits up, you get good contact. Sometimes it sits down. It's, it's going to be a firm test and it's, it's, it's really going to come down to just really how you hit your driver and how you hit into these greens. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I know capper, you were talking about how on the podcast, the golf gambling podcast, of course, how you were looking to lean towards guys who are really good at the long irons. Any other thoughts on general course approach here? And and I was shocked to learn that you have a model. So I I, I did not know you had a model. Uh, that was a great visual for me. You tinkering on your model while burning cigs and uh, drinking whiskey. I, See, I, I I have rubbed off on it. Yeah, exactly. Bit. He's got the spread. I I mean, really, what more says Steve's influence than the fact that you have a quote unquote model? I I want to see that spreadsheet. Uh, but so, <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, look, so as far as like the modeling goes, I mean, look, it's not like I'm creating my own like self spreadsheet or oh, anything okay. like that. Right. It's basically, it's basically I punch numbers in to what <laughs> I think is going to be most important for the week. And then it spits out the data that I want. Right. So the model I get back is only as good as the data I put in. Um, <laughs> I just, I just want a visual of you working on your model. Um, oh, oh, we need a, we need it's, it's, it's one finger typing basically <laughs> as he does it. Hunt and yeah. Oh my God. This is great. <laughs> Well, now coming into yeah. this, coming into this, into this tournament, um, there's a number of pretty interesting storylines. I reached out to Steve because I was doing some uh, radio hits promoting the app. Of course, get that SGPN app, and I was worried. Oh man, what if they ask about the U.S. Open? Haven't haven't been able to read Steve's articles yet. This was a while back. What do I do? And and he threw out the John Rahm angle is an interesting thing to kind of hit on. Of course, he's coming back from COVID uh, you know, ready to go here for the U S open capper. Where are you at with uh, John Rahm and kind of the narrative? I know DFS wise, he's the highest priced golfer. Where are you at with him uh, coming into the U S open? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a Rom guy. He's not only the highest priced guy on DFS, he is the shortest odds on the board. Um, and typically I hate betting anything that's close to the top of the board. But uh, I do something that's called like football bets uh, with, with golfers. Like typically, you know, you throw on 50 or hundred bucks down um, on some of the shorter leaders that you like. Uh, so, you know, you just uh, kind of amplify that if you really want to take a stand in it. I don't know if I'm being stubborn or not, but I mean, the man literally had a win taken away by him by a serial killer and COVID oh. um, all at the same time. So, uh, so crazy. I, I mean, the guy is you know, as gamblers, is he just completely jinxed or are we setting up for this Disney movie uh, ending on Sunday? I, so I, I, I'm bought in, but I'm very, I'm very stubborn, man. Like I'll stick with my takes and <laughs> I really, I'm a romp guy. Like I, I'm a, I'm a big romp guy. I, I think he he's going to be the number one player for a long time. Like a major is, is right around the corner for him. And why not now when he was literally running away with the tournament uh, before he popped for a COVID test, he was running away with it. Yeah. And maybe that's the best thing that could have happened to him. And he's going to come out he's going to be hungry and you know, uh, and he's got, he's got a good history on the West coast pots. Well on POA great off the tee, like good on approach. Like uh, I'm all about, I hate the fucking number that I bet at. And I really hate the amount of money I put down on it. Um, but listen, like I, I have the feeling and I think he's going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a short number and no one's going to bet it. No one is betting that. I don't even know why. Really? Like, like I must be, I must be in the very small percentile of people who are betting 
a 10 to one golfer. I got him at 12, <laughs> right? 12 to one. There's a hundred something guys in the field, 60 and ties make it through. And the, the, this is a negative EV, EV, EV move, right? Like awful, like an awful bet when you look at the numbers, but my gut tells me Rom could go out and win this fucking thing. So that's where I put my money on. I mean, there's, there are people are betting it though. Like, I mean, I think he, be, he began last week. Like I think up until that Memorial bet, like he was like 15 to one. Yeah. And then I think starting the week, he was around like 12 and, and, and actually on win bet right now, he's at nine to one. That, so well, clearly the there's, some, there's some money coming in. Well, it's the narrative. I mean, people are buying into this narrative. Like, I mean, I, I like even just watch golf channel yep. and all the guys on the talking head shows, like there's a guy named Brandel Chambly. If you're a golf fan and you watch <laughs> golf show, you know who he is. He's a pompous, arrogant asshole. And he just, he was giggling with delight about how John Rahm is just so perfect for this place. Like, and exactly what, what Boston Capper just said that let's face it. He won Memorial. He was a way ahead. I'm giving him credit for that win. He's on fire. He's won here before. And it's just like, we listened like we've been around the block and when a lot of these like popular mainstream like storylines like with certain golfers sometimes it just doesn't cash in so i'm actually i i'm a, i'm a little hesitant to basically like i listen like john Rahm checks all the boxes i can't deny anything of what Boston Capper says, as far as like on course performance, it just like these narratives just seem like in golf, they never really pan out. No, no. It, it, and it makes it, me a little nervous. But and, I love it, and it's funny too, because normally having COVID would cause people to fade you in professional sports. But for some reason, <laughs> the narrative of this, I think it's just people feel I, I honestly, I think it's just people feel bad for John Rahm and they want him to, you know, basically he got screwed uh, as Capra pointed out, he's got screwed multiple times and now they feel like he he's owed, but really golf and, and unfortunately gambling doesn't work like well, that. I- I think you guys nailed the angle. He's been screwed, but the most important screwing that's going to happen to John Rahm at this place is from his wife. When she <laughs> fucks the shit out of him after he wins this tournament at the location where he proposed to her, he proposed <laughs> to her. Oh, there. Wow, that I'm, is a backstory. I'm bringing some information. Yeah, it's let's safe. go. Sometimes the favorite comes in. Not in 2008 with the Patriots against Eli Manning and the Giants, but sometimes the heavy favorite comes in. Sometimes the heavy favorite comes in. And by the way, if you're if you're fuck wondering basketball, I'm fuck everything. <laughs> if you're wondering why Kramer was uh, a little quiet in the first half of the podcast, <laughs> I'm watching him sweat out the under on his uh, on his Bucks uh, uh, Nets play. Unfortunately, that didn't come in. However, I hit Nets money line. Uh, so that's such a dick. Th- that's really Sean's such a dick. <laughs> that's really what the fans such, care about. What bets such a dick. I've hit. Uh, <laughs> one of the other one of the other storylines Steve uh, sent over that we should hit on is uh, American uh, Patrick Reed. Do you think he has a shot here to bring bring home uh, the U.S. championship? I mean, so the thing with Patrick Reed is anytime we talk about like these big boy golf courses and Patrick Reed just statistically just doesn't seem to fit. Like he's not very long off the tee. He's not very strong. Like he doesn't gain a whole lot of, sh- you know, shots like off the tee too. He's not a very accurate player, basically. You know, he's not very good with his irons. Like he just is really good scrambler, good putter. You think that a long, narrow golf course where that doesn't favor a shorter hitter, you know, it just, it, it he, 
he doesn't stand a chance, but he always seems to rise to the occasion. Like that's the one guy where narratives are kind of bulletproof with him, where he just like, he has a certain legend and aura around him. And he just shows up. And I mean, he has success on winning at long big boy golf courses in his career. He went back page black. He wanted to rowl. Like he, he, he wanted Liberty national. Like those are all golf courses that seemingly would have favored somebody who has long driving distances, but he's just tough and he comes through. So it's, it's, it's hard for me to sit here and say, yeah, like, I mean, like I can nitpick a couple things, but I don't think you can ever count out Patrick Reed. Like he's, he is one of those rare breeds of golfers that it doesn't really matter what the stats should say about what should be successful. He does just come end up coming through. Yeah. No, he yeah. he's kind of one of the guys that I have an out. I have an out. I have an out right off. How, how does your model uh <laughs> look at uh at, at so, so the mo- so that's the thing like the models don't models don't favor guys like that. No. So that's, that is the problem with models, right? Like everybody <laughs> whatever. We're not going to get into like a DFS discussion as far as like like what 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 you favor, but it's always the, the great ball strikers and this and that that always pop up. It's always the same fucking guys, the same guys you lose your fucking money on. Um but the, the there's intangibles just like in any other sport that you can't figure out, you can't figure out why this guy wins. Like Eli Manning, terrible fucking quarterback, two <laughs> Super Bowls, right? Like perfect example, Nick Foles, fucking worthless human being, How dare you. Uh, but still, still won a Super Bowl somehow. I, I have but a theory, Patrick. I have okay, a theory on this. It's Dick size. I mean, we know about Nick Foles, Eli, I'm sure he <laughs> had a massive Gosh. cock as well. So maybe, I mean, the question becomes, does, does Patrick Reed have a tiger woods size? Well, maybe. <laughs> Maybe or all right, all right. Listen, I don't mind this, Steve. I'm going to put you on this research. I don't want to go dive into this one, Steve. I'm going to let you deep dive. He's into gonna, Patrick Steve, Steve doesn't have a model well, on no, that. It would actually make more sense for you to do a capper, just <laughs> a little lower to the ground. Well, uh, Kramer, we were hanging out and we were uh, in, in the circuit sports book. We were watching, uh, I think they had sports center on. They didn't even have the sound on the Phil Mickelson press conference. However, Kramer was just hitting me going, look at this dude. Look at the confidence he is exuding. And Phil Mickelson just doing press right now. He is, he just got this shitty mean grin on his face of like, I'm the guy, I'm the man he, drink my coffee. I mean, Phil is feeling himself. Some Phil, he right? looked like he was getting head under the, under the <laughs> yeah, table. The he, press looked, conference. he looked very happy, very content, very confident. I can't remember remember seeing a golfer so <laughs> confident coming into a major. I, I mean, to me, that was a bit of a flash in the pan. Phil uh, bringing home that, that major, but can he complete the grand slam? Uh, Steve? I mean, I, I know <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's the short answer. The long answer is Phil and the U S opens and the U S he, they have a very contentious history. And a couple of years ago, I actually wrote an article about all of the close calls and heartbreaks that Phil has. And it, over time, it kind of just seemed like he kind of just gave up on the fact that he's going to actually end up winning a U.S. open and completing the grand slam. Now, maybe this has changed now that he's won. The PGA has shown himself that he actually has the talent and can do it. But I, I think that week was a total flash in the pan. And it also could also be a situation where, you know, now that he won his major, like anything that happens after this is kind of gravy at yeah. this point, kind of like how tiger felt after 2019 when he won the masters. And after that, he just wasn't really the same. Like now there's some injuries with that, but like, like tiger had like a different attitude after winning the masters. Like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> everything that happens after that is fine. And maybe Phil feels like that at this place. And I mean, just for golf reasons, um, Phil has not done very well on the long, narrow 
U.S. Open setups uh, recently that he's going to see this week. Like like Wingfoot last year was basically a very similar style that this is going to be, and it that was a mess for him that week. I I, I don't think for this particular golf course, he doesn't have very good recent history of Torrey Pines either. It seems like anytime there's narrow, thick, rough, you kind of just cross fill off your list. Yeah. I'm not feeling Phil. I mean, just from a, a narrative uh, story, but his confidence is, is amazing. I mean, Cap, are you making, are you trying to make a case at all for Phil? Are you, are you throwing him a DFS lineup at all or no? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, He's there. I mean, he's in Southern California. He's just there to fuck. No, I mean, God, yeah. God bless I mean, him. But I just, I just don't see it. I mean, but again, no one saw his his last major win. So maybe that's the angle. But no. again, don't back to back it. majors don't over, out don't of nowhere. It. No, no, absolutely, John. He looked like a guy it. who has two nights booked in Vegas after this and is going to miss the cut. That's what he looked like. <laughs> he's literally like making like weird commercials. I found one the other night that was strange, like about making friends, like uh, with the almonds. I don't know, fucking dude. He's just <laughs> living it up. He's, he's, They're lean he's driving around. He's yeah, he's, he's fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, <laughs> Sean, bring us back. Yes, we are talking. We're going to start giving out our DFS lineup, Brian. This is why the fans tune in, yeah. American Idol style, where uh, I, I don't know who who the Randy is and who the Simon is. May, well, I know who the Paul is, and that's a substance angle for Capper. But uh, we're going to give out. Hey, Pot, I'm Kettle. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine over here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna break down uh, our DFS lineups and then uh, Capper and Sevel grade them. It's it's a fun way to kind of give out our picks and of course make sure you turn in uh, to the real pros and the golf gambling podcast. First guy I'm giving out, and again you want to talk about narrative. The narrative here is your buddy and friend of the program Nagels Bagels is out there. He's going to be watching the U S open. He is a, uh, he's a Xander. Uh, I don't know what you even call him. Just super fan aficionado going to be desperately trying to get a fist bump from Xander. I, I think it actually kind of sets up well for Xander as, as far as the course, maybe the ownership is a little high, but he's actually my highest priced DFS guy here. Cause I was listening to your podcast and I was on board that, you know, it really falls off a cliff. If you're trying to go with some of these low money guys, Xander, of course, four us opens and he's never fin- finished lower than six. Uh, give me Xander at 9,300 capper. Uh, are you co-signing a Xander DFS play? Yeah. I mean, he's fine. Right. I mean, he checks <laughs> all the boxes. Like you said, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about starting your lineup there. Oh, uh, wow. Like 9,300 is going to be your top. So you're going to go balance build. Uh, I mean, I, I already kind of know where your lineup's going to end up going. If you're, you're going <laughs> to do it that Fleetwood way. is not in here. I know. I know Steve. No, I'm on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know Tommy's not going to be in there, but yeah, I mean, look, Xander's fine. Uh, but in reality, I mean, he doesn't actually have a great course history here. I know he's a San Diego kid, um, but he doesn't have a good course history here. Uh, I mean, he did well at the last U.S. Open, but uh, I mean, look, there's a lot of pressure on him at this point, especially with him being there. I look, I mean, I'm going to pass on him uh, just because he's Ooh, chalk. Wow. He's going to be. Let's hear he's going to be. He's going to be thirty percent owned. Wow. Really that crazy. All right. I thought I, I I knew he was going to be high, but I didn't think 30% capper or uh, sorry, Steve, where are you at with a Xander from a DFS standpoint? 
Yeah. I mean, for a DFS standpoint, Boston Capra kind of nailed it. I mean, he's going to be one of the most popular players in this, in this range and, and, or just in general this week. I mean, the, the narratives are already up for him. Like, you know, Cal local kid, like grew up there. Uh, they had this like 24 seven style, like show that features Xander, like following him up to like the lead up to the U S open. Like there is a lot of pressure on him. And, and there was a narrative because in the farmers insurance open back in January, where they played Tory Pines, Xander never seemed to play very well. And, and some people, you know, had an idea that maybe it was because like, you know, everyone's asking for tickets. You know, it was a lot of pressure on him. Well, he finally ended up playing well this year. He finished second. He made the cut on the number and had a good weekend. Some people tried to poo poo because there were no fans. None of his relatives were allowed to go. Maybe that's the reason. I, I think what we need to consider though, is that Tory pines in January was much softer it was slower. It's actually a different grass type at the time of year. This is Kakuya. This is firm and fast. Like this kind of fits more of a Xander style of play. So I think he's going to do fine. Like I, I, my, my money is elsewhere this week with Xander, as far as like some other props and matchups mm. for DFS though. I mean, it, it, if, if you are going to go with him, you have to make sure you differentiate your lineup with other guys. Okay, that's Sean, not I, that's I not a resounding. That yes. was great. They Kramer, were, they, where are you? Where felt, are you well, who's your first guy? They felt bad. They were nice to you, and I got to be honest. I, I feel like you cheated a little bit by listening to their advice I ahead know. of time, and you still didn't. All right. I mean, I started right at the top. John Rom. I told you he proposed to his woman here. I mean, Sean, what Let's do they say? Go. Happy wife, happy life. Indeed. If, if do you really love me? Win the goddamn U.S. Open, you pussy. <laughs> All right. If you think this guy's an alpha, he's coming out. Not, he's not s- everyone's wife calls him a pussy, right? Well, uh, oh, wow. Okay. I, this is strange because Sean's sitting behind me right now. <clears throat> he's, he can't get the wrath of my eyes. Yeah. John Rom, 11,200. Uh, yeah. I overthought it. Uh, took the top guy. I, I'm guessing you're both going to love this pick capper. I, I, I love it. Thank you. Uh, I know. I but, but here's you. the deal. I, I know how it is to make a lineup from here on down. Oh, well, like, yeah. Just 11, wait. 11. You know what? Judge okay. the rest of my lineup when I speak it. Yeah, yeah, no, for no, now, no, listen, listen, I listen. heard an A plus. Steve, how did I do? <laughs> I mean, listen. I mean, from a statistical standpoint, he checks the boxes. There so if, if you if you think he's really going to break all the narratives, and everyone in the mainstream is going to get their big win with John Rahm this week. That's a fine pick. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're fine. You're fine, Kramer. Thank that you. is Rob, that Rob, is a Rob scathing review yeah. from L- Steve. Listen, Kramer, you're probably going to get what he always does: a backdoor top ten, which is perfectly fine. That, that's yep. fine. I'll take it. My next guy, eighty six hundred, and again, you guys are probably more plugged into the narrative, but I I don't feel like there's n- enough heat. For the young says sensation, Will Zalatoris. Now, mostly I'm picking him because I want to see more of those uh, Happy Gilmore memes where he clearly looks like that uh, <laughs> Happy Gilmore's caddy. He actually plays Tory Pines uh, pretty well. Looking at some of his past performances, three straight top ten major finishes, and maybe this is uh, maybe the this is the course where he finally pops. Capper uh, Zalatoris in or out DFS eighty six hundred. Love Willsey. 
There you go. Love Will Z. Let's go. And, and for all the reasons you said, right? Like the kid shows up, he games three top tens in majors. Uh, he's got all the right attributes. He's long off the tee. He's a good long iron player. Can't putt worth a shit, but hopefully, uh, you know, the Poa will uh, level that out for everybody. Uh, I love Will Z. Um, he's catching a little steam, but he's not super chalky, but you got two chalky guys off the jump. So I'm mm. hoping you're going to differentiate somewhere else. <laughs> oh, I love Kramer, this. what are you, where are you at? Who's your second guy? Uh, oh, sorry, Steve. Yeah, Steve, Will Z. What, where are you on with him? I mean, honestly, I have nothing else to add. What Capper literally said exactly what I was going to say. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I can't say anything else. Like he, the 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 weakness for Zalatoris is the putter, and Bapoa can generally like kind of level the field. You know, he's a great ball striker. He's long, and he does well at Tory. So, and and again, though, you are pairing Xander Schauffele a very popular player with another popular player. So there has to be some pivot plays coming down the line. Or oh, the, pivot plays know, are coming. Look out guys. Uh, <laughs> my second, my se- well, for is Rom going to be a, a high owned player? Yeah. Uh, so so and- yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it seems like everybody in above $10,000 is going to Kepka Rom. And there's a little bit of, there was some Bryson steam. seems like that's subsiding. No one seems to be going to Jordan Spieth and DJ's kind of hanging like fourth most owned uh, above 10,000. So it's, it's, it's Rom and Kepka, I think are going to be the two highest owned in the $10,000 range. Well, uh, you know, I gotta be honest, Sean. I, uh, I, I may have had uh, Xander in as my second golfer and I heard the way they spoke to you. <laughs> so I'm going to pivot to a guy that I I'm pretty sure they like Mr. Victor Hovland. If 9,200. Uh, he's had some top five finishes, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is one of those young, up and coming, coming guns that uh, that pops off in the model, right, Capper? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Hovland has all the attributes that you want, right? Uh, like he he's going like I feel like he's going to be a major winner at some point in his career. I don't know if it's going to be this weekend. Um, he is really good off the tee. He's long. Uh, his iron plays really good. His scrambling has improved. Yeah. I mean, look, there's not a whole lot of fault in that pick. I don't particularly love it just from, from my, from just from my gut handicapping. I know Steve, but Steve, Steve really likes, let him. me talk to Steve. Know, right. All right. Capper you're over Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I think the world of Victor Hobbit, I, I think he's uh, going to be basically Rory backroy 2.0. Like, like boss Capper said, I think he's going to win a major at some point. Like he, he hasn't had a top 10 in a major yet, but at the U S open, that's been consistently his best one. He's been hanging around like the top tens, even when he was an amateur, he just was contending very well. Like like lofty, awesome iron player gains a ton of strokes off the tee. You know, the putting has improved. The scrambling has improved. He played well at Torrey Pines in January. I know it plays differently, but at least T to green, he's seen it. He has the confidence going in knowing that he can kind of handle like the, you know, the golf course T degree. Nothing's going to be, be unexpected with him. So yeah, like, I mean, I, 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 I like the pick a lot. No, I'm feeling confident. Almost forgetting the fact that I just lost a fuck ton of money on the bucks (laughs) nets under Sean Ryan. I'm sorry. Moving over to my third uh, golfer here, $8,400. And his name is Daniel Berger. He's solid on the Poa greens, including the West coast Poa greens. I know there's a difference between West coast <laughs> and East coast Poa greens. I learned that from the golf gambling uh, podcast, what it is exactly. I forgot to remember, but I know there's a difference. And the fact that Berger is good on the West coast Poa leads me to believe he should be in my DFS lineup at $8,400. Steve, 
yay or nay on Daniel Berger and reiterate the West Coast versus East Coast Poa Greens. So, I mean, so West Coast Poa Greens are just more like pure Poa. Like some of these East Coast ones, they have a little bit of bent grass mixed in, so they roll a little more true. The West Coast Poas, it just is bumpier. Like there's like the grass grows at inconsistent rates on the greens. Like even if you pick the correct line on the putting green, sometimes it'll hit that bump. It'll go offline. Like sometimes putting can be a little bit of a luck box on POA. So, I mean, if you, if you're a, a, a guy who kind of understands this and realizes that, you know, it just is what it is, we still have a confident stroke and, you know, he can still do well here. And, and Daniel Berger does play well on POA. He won on a pebble beach. I think my only concern with him is like at some of these big boy, long golf courses that has not really been Daniel Berger's game. We kind of saw a little bit of this at Kiowa. Now that was also, he was mushed to the moon by everybody, much more lower owned this time. So maybe like, maybe he does come around. I mean, statistically, yeah, sure. He's, he's good. I mean, he's, he doesn't have a whole lot of pop off the tee, but it's acceptable. Um, I think I'm a little concerned about his lack of pedigree in majors overall. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's loan. So, you know, he could, there's my pivot, baby capper. Where are you at with the, with the Daniel Berger here? Steve was trying to be nice to you. Uh, it's a terrible <laughs> fucking play. Oh, oh come on. yes. How you cheated and you're still doing horrible. I know. This I thought like I was going to, I thought I was going to stack the deck. If you, I, I is, went off the rails on, and, and no, started he's, doing he's, stuff. He's, he's, sh- he's short off the tee. Uh, he, he doesn't have the pedigree. This is, just, it's not going to be the type of course for him. Uh, yeah. Steve was being very nice. Like, you, you uh, we gave... both hated him on the podcast. You said you listened to the podcast. <laughs> Nobody liked him except for Nagels. <laughs> Maybe he likes yeah, Nagels better than you, Cap. Well, I, Someone oh, liked him, yeah. and, that, and yeah. that's you know. how'd that work out for you last time? You liked another Bostonian <laughs> instead of me. How'd that work? Oh, here we I'm go. Digging up, <laughs> digging up graves that don't need to be dug up. Well, let, let me let me correct things. Let me throw out another pick that I'm certain the judges will love. Uh, this guy ranks in the top five in strokes gained putting and is a top twenty five driver of the golf ball according or in terms of distance. Uh, he also. Uh, has a pretty awesome name, and that's Kokrak. Kokrak. Mm. Uh, uh, sorry, I lost my notes. Kokrak. 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 Kokrak is a guy that I mean, if he if he gets hot, and I, I'm guessing this is what Steve will tell me, if he manages to keep the driver in the fairway, he is an absolute live dog. Sean, by the way, he is going off in the 75 to one range. I think I saw. So he's going to be my third golfer at the price of. And you're going to $7,600. So I'm dropping from 9,200 to 7,600. Let's start with Steve. He seems to be the more credible judge right now. Uh, Co-crack, do you like the play? And is it popular? Yeah, well, let, let's start with that first. It is popular. Damn it. Um, I mean, it, it, he seems like he is the guy in the $7,000 range guys are grabbing to. And th- listen, it's, it's for all the reasons we talked about, like the, the narrative this week is you have to have some pop off the tee. Well, I mean, Jason Kokrak has it. He averages three ten off the tee gains about 0.7 strokes per round off the tee, you know, great putter. He's really improved on that too. You know, he used to be one of these guys that just was all off the tee game, tee to green, and then just could not hit a putt. He actually 
realized this and made actual changes and worked on it. And now he's one of the best players on the PGA tour. So, I mean, that's there, there's a lot of things that are going well for him besides the fact that he is popular. Like there is another guy in this range that basically does the same things as Jason Kokrak and Sam Burns. That's half the ownership. Mm. But I mean, it sounds like if, if, as long as you differentiate a couple other places, you know, I, I think Kokrak is perfectly fine. I think my co-host is going to agree with me. Nice. Yeah. I, I love Kokrak. Oh, like, right. uh, he, he, I, I love him. And the fact that if you see him 75 to one somewhere right now, go bet him Okay, because he's dropped all the way down to 50. Most oh yeah, a- absolutely. That, that number yeah. is probably not going to be there. Yeah. Go, go grab that shit. Now oh. I love, I love Kokrak. He's a two-time winner already this year. Right. And he's long off the tee. His putter is fine. Now, like that used to be the biggest gripe with him. The problem with him is if, if he finds a bunker, he's fucked. But uh, I think he should be fine here, dude. I love, I love Kokrak. Uh, I don't like, I don't like whatever uh, you're kind of chalky so far, but I mean, yeah, I mean that that's the play there. I, and I look, I, I co-signed Steve's Burns play. Like if you want to get a little different and you can even play both of them and then get different somewhere else. But so I you, love Kokrak. So right yeah, now, one well, hour comment I would make about Whenever Kokrak, 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 by the way. So he played really well at Riviera uh, back in January, I think. Yeah. That same grass types as Tory Pines, as peculiar fairways and rough. That's the same thing he's got over here. So if you like that little angle, you know, that's that's a nice little correlation to make you want to play him this week. So I should take him at 72 to 1. I'm seeing. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. Snap right. at it right I'm going to do that right now. Uh, all right, Sean, I'm doing way better than you. Hope you're bringing some heat. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. We're going to have to take a break. And I, by break, I mean, not take a break for. Uh, you know, Boston Capper to big time us and do his local radio <laughs> stuff. I'm talking about a break brought to you by Prop Swap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You want to get some U.S. Open futures? You can. There's a ton of U.S. Open futures on here. Maybe you want to uh, snag one of those co-crack futures. There's a mm. bunch on here, and, and the best part is PropSwap.com. They ensure you get the best price because you can bid. If you don't like that price, you can bid a lower price. Hopefully, they'll uh, they'll sell it to you. And if you have a a real Vegas ticket, you can take it over to PropSwap.com, sell it. And uh, you know, perfect way to hedge out. Maybe you got a ticket here at the uh, Circus Sportsbook. You went home to your state, and you're like, "Oh man, I want to hedge this out. What do I do? I, I have no hedging opportunities." You do, and the hedging opportunity is at PropSwap.com. Use that promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Are you kidding? PropSwap.com. They make it so easy to buy and sell real sports tickets. Just go to PropSwap.com, download the PropSwap app, and again, use that promo code SGP for up to a $500 deposit. It's a play everyone can agree with, unlike uh, my plays, which are not getting yeah. the favorable treatment from these judges. All Will right. Z was great, man. I like Will Z. Will That's Z's true. fun. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on some positivity there with the Will Z takes. We got a. Uh, all right, my next guy here, eighty three hundred dollars, Tyrell Hatton. He's been on fire, and his T to green stats have been great. That's all I got on Hatton. But uh, again, he's eighty three hundred. Steve, please throw me a bone here. Is Tyrell Hatton a good pick? 
I love Terrell Hatton. Okay, thank God. I, I, feel I, think, I, think, I think that's a great pick. There's a lot of things going for you with this pick. I mean, listen, you already mentioned the TD Green number has been great. He played well in his last tournament. You know, TD Green, he's ready to come in here. He's put well, he's put very well on POA. Like that's been like Val, Zalatoris. That's been kind of his weak spot lately. He has a good history putting on POA. He's got good history playing on fellow Kakuya grass golf courses. That's a nice correlation here. And he's not very highly owned either. Like I think he's hanging for DFS ownership around like, like 10, 11, 12% for like a guy who I think has top 10, top five upside. That's I, I like it a lot. Oh, Capper, there you go. Sean. You gonna, yeah, are you going to ride with your buddy, Steve? Yeah, no, listen, I go side, man. So uh, I call Hatton my English spirit animal. You know how I feel about <laughs> most Englishmen. Yeah. Hatton. I don't feel that way. He's the exception. Uh, He's the exception to the rule, right? There's a few of them. And this guy gets angry, talks to himself after he hits a bad shot. And yeah, I really dig Hatton this week. Uh, I'm with, uh, with Steve. I really like that pick and he's low on. So yeah, I like it. Kramer try and beat that. Who do you got? Whew. All right. So this is where things kind of get a little crazy. I did spend a lot of money up top and I guess I'm still in the $7,600 range. I, 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 again, I thought about pivoting. Steve did just tell me someone in that range that I liked or he liked more importantly, but I'm going to stick with my, uh, my guy, Mr. Shane Lowry, who is Sean. He's gaining a impressive 5.9 strokes T to green over the pre the last five tourneys. Uh, that's pretty good. He's also uh, been in good form. Three top tens over his last four tournaments, $7,600. Like I said, I think he's another guy in that. Uh, he's only, uh, I talk about the odds, not matching the price. Sean co-crack 72 mm. to one. As I just mentioned, Shane Lowry, all the way down in 45 to one. So uh, once again, I'm going to Steve first uh, because again, I think he's a better judge. Shane (laughs) Lowry, (laughs) 7,600. Lowry's my boy, dude. No way. Damn it. No, I'm not even going to let you go to Steve. Tell me how good it is. Tell me how good it is. Yeah, dude, it is it is a beautiful play. I am ah. all over fucking Lowry this week. He is proper Irish, okay? He is proper Irish. He's not Northern Ireland. <laughs> he is he is so fucking good. And Steve gave me a little bit of pause uh, today as far as like it, their narrow fairways and what he's mm. been doing good at. But man, this is a guy who I love at long, tough golf courses. Like he he has the major pedigree. Absolutely, absolutely love him. He is chalky too, though. God damn and it. you're you're, you're going to need to differentiate somewhere because you have a pretty fucking jockey lineup, right. but I love fucking Lowry. And that's another guy who's a great top 10 bet top 20 mm. bet. Like I love Lowry this week, Steve. I think you're on co-crack and Lowry. I want, I think just one of those guys is going to bust with their ownership and how much, how high the public is on them. I mean, for me with Lowry, yes. Like the form has been very good. Like lately, he's three top tens his last four. You know, I mean, he checks a couple boxes of this thing. I, I think my only critique with Lowry is with his US open history, he has tended to do a little better when either the fairways are pretty wide or it was a short yardage golf course. So Oakmont, he finished second. Yes, that was narrow, but that was only 7,200 yards. At Chambers Bay, the, the, the fairways are very wide. This is narrow and long, and that hasn't gone quite as well for Shane Lowry in major venues. That uh, that gives me a little caught pause for you know a little bit of concern and the fact that everyone seems to love him this week. Oh, oh, no, I love how chalky no, my lineup good. is. He's good. Thank he's you, Cap. I'm telling you right now, I, he's good. I've changed my power rankings of the judges, Sean. Fourth, you're up. Oh, Steve is golfer. skyrocketing for me. All right, uh, my next guy here, seventy nine hundred. 
Abraham answer <laughs> number of he's got a number of top 10 finishes uh, this year and he's sub uh, 8,000. And I don't think answer is going to be catching a ton of ownership. Steve, is this a, is this a guy worth uh, tossing in here at 7,900? Well, I mean, you're right. He's not catching a lot of ownership because everybody's so obsessed with driving distance this week, but mm. there always seems like, even though all these leaderboards have been jam packed with bombers, that's been the trend over the last five years. There always seems like there's a pipsqueak yep. in those top tens and Abraham answer kind of fits that mold. Like, even though like, like for me, like if you're short off the team and when I say short, by the way, quote unquote, He's hitting at 294 average. Like that's definitely not sure. That's way longer than guys back in 2008. But anyways, I, I, I digress. If you're quote unquote shorter to the rest of the field, you better be gaining strokes off the tee. And he's doing it. He's actually one of the leaders on the PJ tour and strokes gain off the tee this season, despite the fact he's very short. Like that's really hard to do to gain a ton of strokes off the tee when you're that short. It means he's just pepper and fairways and he's a really good long iron player. I can see it go really well for answer this week. If he's hitting the fairways, long irons are going well. He's a decent putter. I could definitely see him being a short knocker amongst a sea of bombers up towards the top of the leaderboard this week. Ooh, love it. Steve going the extra mile, building a case for my pick. Love it. Capper. Where are you at with answer? Yeah. I love answer, man. I think oh, he's a nice. great pivot off of uh, a ball Casey. Uh, he's he's going to be 20% same price. Uh, yeah. Give me answer all day. He does all the stuff. Paul Casey does. And once again, I, I do have of a, you know, a little bit of bias against English players, but I think answer is a better player at this point. Like he just shows up, man. He does well. Like, I don't think he's going to win the goddamn tournament, but 7,900, like if he can score and he can get you a, a top 15, top 20. Fuck. Yeah. Let's go. Let's answer. go baby Kramer. <laughs> Who is your uh, number five golfer? Well, I I think I uh, I buttered Capper up because I'm I'm pretty sure this is his guy. And this used to be your guy, but maybe you've moved on uh, from the Koreans. But Mr. Sun J M seventy six hundred three guys at seventy six hundred in the lineup. Uh, I, I can already tell Steve. Uh, what's just sorry? Some, I can already tell that Steve <laughs> is not. Gonna, are you listening to yourself in the background, Sean? <laughs> yes, I'm such a narcissist. I was trying. Good to, Lord, I was I trying mean, to pull. Are you, are you jerking off in the mirror while you're listening to yourself? What's happening? <laughs> I was I was oh, trying so to pull funny. up some other stuff, and my uh, YouTube page accidentally loaded. So you're <laughs> welcome, America. Uh -huh. That's right. One of uh one of only six golfers to rank inside the top thirty for strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained putting. So, uh, and again, I think a guy capper, you still love him, right? Uh, no, so, he's a big man. <laughs> so, damn it. Uh, so, so, so you, you, so uh, I, I don't even know how to say this without getting canceled. Uh, so I love, I love Steve Kim. Uh, Sun JM is uh, wow. somebody who I've literally been trying to make Steve stop betting for about a month now. And uh, we were talking about on the podcast today that he's a week sober from betting Sunjay M because he is, <laughs> he, he's like, he, he is like, oh, I'm fine on Thursday. And I smoked a crack rock before I went out on <laughs> fucking Friday. And I shot, I shot a, I shot a plus 10. I have no idea what happened. Like it, it's, it's a nightmare. Uh, I absolutely fucking hate that play. Are you saying I misidentified <laughs> yes. the Korean that you liked? Wow, right. That's not what I'm saying. I, I think my I think apologies. you misidentified my love for that well, person. If anything, all, it was it would be me that gets Kramer's, canceled there. Kramer is uh, really Steve, on the ropes here. Steve, 
Well, I mean, as Boston Capper said, I am a proud one week sober <laughs> from uh, some JM. Uh, I've, I've learned my lessons. I'm on step three uh, oh at this point. I, l- listen, like, yeah, that last week was the final straw for me with Sung JM. Like, I, like I, I was trying to build a narrative, like, all right, well, you know, he ranks really well off the tee. Yep. You know, he, he can put his way, but like yep. here, his, he hits his iron so bad. He's actually trending down with a performance off the tee too. Oh, I, no. I don't like really anything about him this week. Oh, so, so he won't be a popular player. And that's my sponsor telling me that I'm not supposed to like anything about him this week. Yeah, but he won't be popular at least, right? No, because no, trash. God no. Of course, he won't be popular. Well, there, there so we go. You, cut. You told me I had to differentiate. <laughs> well, and Sunjay him seventy six hundred. Let's and, fucking and go. And let's let's spin zone that pick for you, Kramer. Maybe soon JM is such a patriot that he wants to serve in the military, and he doesn't want to win a oh, uh, major, and so he mm. wants to avoid winning the major because he cares so much about oh. the South Korean military. And and if he doesn't win a major, he's going to. I'd be required to serve. So maybe he's just a true, true patriot. Oh, what, a, what a value play at 7,600. Exactly. Definitely going to win the major. <laughs> Closing it out, my final golfer, $7,400. He finished 10th at the 2021 Farmers Insurance Open, aka also a uh, tournament at Torrey Pines. And he uh, had a second place finish there back in 2019. Adam Scott. $7,400 capper. I'll let you go first. Adam Scott. Yeah. Or nay at 7,400. Fucking love. Adam yes. Scott. Love him. See, I love tried it. to cheat like, and I, I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you did all right. So I love Adam Scott this week. I texted Steve uh, early on Monday morning when we were going through shit. And I was like, man, Scott's sneaky long, good pedigree. Like, plays well on this type of grass, like let's go. And then, and then I, I didn't even realize it was Kakuya uh, at that point. And then when that came through, I was like, Oh my God, I, I, I have a lot of money on Adam Scott in a lot of ways. I fucking love it. 7,400 is a complete this price. And he's not even fucking chalky. Yeah, really? It's a, it's a beautiful play. Beautiful no, play. I, I, I was doing a little bit between listening to the show and, and taking a look at some of the ownership. I was surprised. Uh, he wasn't, he wasn't higher owned. Uh, no, it's a beautiful play. <laughs> it's a beautiful play. Beautiful thing. When Kaffer's <laughs> signing off all my picks, can I lock it up with Steve? Steve, are you co-signing your uh, podcast wife here? Yeah. So I'm the husband. Article that came out. <laughs> this article came out around Riviera time back in January where they talked to Brooks Kepka about how guys fare on Kikui grass. And Kepka specifically mentioned two guys based on their swing types, as far as like what the prototype is to do well in the grass. And one is Dustin Johnson and the other guy was Adam Scott. And what he pointed to was the fact that they have very shallow backs, uh, back swings, you know, and they don't take big divots and, and on Kikuyu grass, it's very easy in the fairway to get too much spin on the ball. And the reason why Adam Scott is very good on those types of golf courses, like at Riviera and Torrey Pines, is because of how he swings the golf club. And I think that's a perfect match for this week. Like Boston Capper said, he's not very highly owned. I'm not really sure why. He actually played very well at his last tournament. He is long off the tee, hits his irons pretty good. I think that strokes gain off the tee number is ugly because of uh, previously bad form that might be turning around. So, yeah, I'm f- totally fine with Adam Scott this week. Kramer, do wow. your best. Oh, Try and beat that. Well, I had to dip real, real deep into the bargain barrel. All right, let me try. I, I'm going to pick a guy who is going off at 300 to one. 
He's sixty six hundred dollars, and Sean, this is why I like him. He's played Tory Pines over two dozen times. He finished thirty seventh there earlier this season at the Farmers. At, he is a pri- former private school pussy going to University of Southern California, but I'm gonna go with Justin Sue as mm. kind of my my uh, my hail mary. If he makes the cut, he could have. He knows the course. Steve, tell me it's a good pick. So he came in <laughs> to the PGA Tour, well, to the professional ranks with that highly touted class of Hovland, Morikawa, and uh, um, what's the other third? Uh, Matthew Wolf. And Scotty Scheffler too. They, they, there was a collection of guy of amateurs coming in that were supposed to be the next big things. Now four of those guys ended up panning out, and then Justin Sue just never did. I mean, for whatever reason, he just never got off the ground. But he he has shown a little bit of form when he has played some of these lower tiered events on the PG Tour, like some of these like weaker fields. So he definitely has the talent. It just depends on if he can just like wrap it all together. So yeah, I mean, for I, I don't think he's very highly owned this week. You know, if he does have course knowledge that could work out for him, he definitely has some talent going back to his amateur days. If he just realize it, you know, he could do some damage. So I don't, I don't hate that play for like a, a $6,600 flyer. I got a double negative. That's not bad. <laughs> Capper. You know, it's bad when Steve starts off with, so, <laughs> so <laughs> Justin, uh, is fine. I guess oh, man. like, I, 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 I don't know, man. I didn't do uh, good. Sean. No, I didn't do good. You got, no. you got off hot and then you blew it much like the bucks. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, so like, it's funny. So I was writing down both the alliances as we go through, like I was super stoked for Kramer's through four and then he hit him and saw, and then I hate burger. And that's the only one I hate out of yours, man. Mm. All right. John, the only one I hate out of yours is burger and, and, you can drop down, maybe go up off of Xander, like depending on what you're trying to do. Like if you want a million dollars, Sean's lineup, is not going to do it? Uh, right. Because it's just too drop. Wow, that's a, up. that's a, that's a bold prediction. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, man, you want 200 grand once. <laughs> yeah. Sean Megalock. Come on. Well played of the year. Sean <laughs> will not about? win <laughs> the million. This is, this like, is Capper's like, version <laughs> of uh it's a little pitchy dog. <laughs> maybe maybe he's the maybe he's the Randy. Maybe we have a Randy on our hands. Oh what shit! Do you mean Randy, uh, Randy, oh, he is, Randy nice Jackson, one, right? is he the on. nice one? Yeah, yeah he's, he's nice, one. but he'll occasionally he'll give you the critique. That's better than being a little pitchy. Better than Paula. Yeah. Well, again, Paul, yeah. Thank you. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and pot called kettle black. It's like a, you guys don't drink. <laughs> Fuck yourselves. The um. All right. Yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, I don't know. I mean, so is is fine. Like. Uh, he's fine. I yeah. guess I'm, I'm happy with my, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a screenshot of when I finish in the uh, $40 tier and paste it in mm. the golf channel over uh <laughs> slack sports, gambling podcast.com. How do you slack, like those apps? And I'll remind you that I dabble in golf touting from time to time when I'm not slaughtering the NBA, although fuck, fuck the NBA right now, Sean, let's, let's Did you uh, lose tonight. Yeah. I lost tonight. It's, it's all right. It's all right. I let's won. Uh, <laughs> Let's close things out. I mean, again, as far as like throwing out stuff to bet on, I'm going to keep it simple. I I've had, I've almost cashed uh, on the PGA championship, had a nice little sweat there with the Usazen. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, he was he was in the mix, and that honestly, as a golf gambler, yeah. that's all he was I in want. The mix. He was in second. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like all I want is a Sunday sweat, and again, I'm just gonna take three of my uh, favorite guys here from the DFS line it and uh, and just uh, toss them on outright uh, wins. Hatton at twenty five to one. You know what? Actually, fuck Hatton. You got you guys sold me on uh, Adam Scott. Who let's go. What is um? I, I, I see a fifth. I'm seeing a fifty-two to one right now. Okay, I don't, I don't know that's, that's great. That's all I need. If it's if it's above fifty, I'm in. Adam Scott at fifty-two <laughs> to one. Will Z forty uh forty-six hundred. So forty-six to one over on Win Sports uh, Book, and of course. Danny B, Daniel Berger at fifty-five to one. Just a little, little sprinkle on each of those hey, three long shots. Hey, hey, hey! What do you want for that Daniel Berger action? I'll give you like, a, I'll give you like a, I'll give you, okay, like give you hundred to, to one. one. I'll give you one twenty to one. We'll, uh, I'll, we'll, give you, I'll give you a thousand to one. We'll talk. We'll talk off Slack. Kramer, what do you got? All right. So I would say if you wanna, if you wanna just go for it, I, I'm definitely gonna have money on Rom, just like you, Capper, because even yeah. though it's a horrible price, I do think he's gonna win. Right. The other four guys I'm taking: Kokrak, seventy-two to one; Hovland, twenty-six to one; Adam Scott, fifty-two to one; and a guy we didn't talk about. I've been told he has a uh, he has some good uh, good history. Max Hama at mm. uh, yeah, a hundred and two to one. Yeah, we we can talk about we can talk about Homa for a minute. Uh, so Homa obviously won the Riviera, uh, which is a prestigious golf event, right? It's not a major, but it's somewhere where you guys want to win. Uh, like it's it's up there, right? It's it's not the players, but it's it's one of the bigger ones, and it's on the West Coast. It's Poa. It's very tough. It's it's a tough, rough, like it, it's, it's a, it's a tough golf course. Uh, we both, Steve and I both have outrights on uh Homa. So yeah, I like it. Nice. Yeah, we did. I think the only thing I could add to it, he all, his other one was at quail hollow, another tough demanding ball strikers yeah. golf course. So, I mean, he's won Riviera, he's won quail hollow. He can win anywhere. So yeah. yeah, he, he consistently has done well on the West coast. I mean, he is popular. Like they are pushing the narrative this week of oh California kid, but for a hundred to one though, I mean, it, it definitely could come through. So I, yeah. I, I I'm fine with it. Yeah, I got a, I got a top 10 and top 20 as well. And then I have uh I have uh Adam Scott first round leader. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Mm. I, well, I, FRL. So, what, what do you, what do you say? Yeah, FRL? Yes. You guys love it. So first round leader. So we, we talked about this on the pod. Uh, so Steve has a great point, like on, on 10, right. You're going to get two pot fives, get a nice groove early morning. Poe is not going to be flowering yet at this point. Um, so <laughs> go pick some guys that are going off at 10 in the morning and try to get them going off, sprinkle some guys in the afternoon just for the chase. So I have, uh, so for me, I have Johnny Vegas, Morikawa, Lowry, Kokrak, Connors, and Will Z so far. And I'll probably add five more guys. <laughs> so you got 10 first round leaders. Oh, yeah, right. man. I listen. I always <clears throat> they are. I always fun. do ten to fifteen first round leaders, man. And listen, you bet it accordingly, right? Yeah. Like so, it's just like you do outrights, right? Like I'm not betting the same amount of money on uh, on. It's not a twenty unit round. play. It's not yeah, a mega no, whale no. play. <laughs> no, no mega whale plays, man. Listen, you, you, you if if Rams ten to one, I'm putting a heavier amount on the guy that's a hundred to one, right? My goal is to win whatever the fucking two yeah. grand a week on golf. Like that's it. 
that is like that is the dream. And of course, uh, tune into that dream golf gambling uh, podcast. They got the betting show that's going to be dropping as you're hearing this podcast. It's on its own feed. Check it out uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course in the SGPN app. Before we let you guys go, let's get a uh, a uh, hashtag Dejans only prop bet from uh, each of you, Steve. Now you're on the hot seat. What is a uh, what is a fun Dejan only prop bet? Some some sort of long shot thing you like? Well, I mean, uh, this prop is kind of close to my heart. It's a fun one. It's 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 a uh, top lefty. Ooh, I am left-handed yes. golfer and I love rooting for the oh, left-handed same. guys. And there's a group of five guys. Yeah. Garrick Hego just won last week. You got Brian Harmon. You got Phil Mickelson in that group. You got bubble Watson. Who we really talk about tonight. And then we have my guy, Robert McIntyre, a tough Scotsman. Like, you know, he played well with the masters finished T 12 there. He got to a rocky start at Kiwa and a battling back, making the cut. He hit the ball pretty well there. I just think he's a tough guy who could do well in us opens. He plays pretty well over in Europe. He's, you know, I, I think there's some big things for him and he's at plus five fifty for top lefty. So that's, that's my little uh, DJ and only play this week. Like Love that. it. And, and also that's a, uh, that's a fade of Phil as well. Cause obviously Phil is yeah. a lefty. So that's a fun way the, to Phil uh, fade the Phil. cut minus one twenty right now. That, that wow. seems valuable. <laughs> He's, it's just going to be so sad. Isn't to see that this easy? It's, super confident man. It's, it's, if he told he can't golf anymore. Cause he doesn't give a shit, dude. Like yeah. he just, he literally just want to fuck it. Like he, yeah. he just won the PJ. He gives no shits. Got a, he just guys, got a good stock tip guys playing with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, well how played. is, how is he still sponsored by KPMG? <laughs> one of the leading what accounting do you mean? firms, bro. I worked in finance for a decade. <laughs> yes. Like it's, it's, it's but, a, but, are you serious? Yeah. I uh, work. I, I just want you to think about that statement. Wait, I worked in finance. We for have a an account. No, right? that is, we have an yeah, I, 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 I worked in public accounting. We sign off on some shady shit, <laughs> <laughs> but come on. I mean, he was, he was, you know, involved in insider trading. He pled down to the sec. Yes. You think you did. You think they would take the hat off, right? Like, come no, on. They don't give a fuck. They're no, like, yeah, hey, just a, no such thing as bad PI, bro. Yeah, and Sean. Yeah. Listen, uh, you just put it all in the shredder. It's it's the evidence is gone. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> and at the Listen, end of the day, nobody, nobody, nobody who knows what KPMG is gives a shit about <laughs> insider trading. Like, great. I want fucking insider trading. I want my shares to go up. It's true. Like, it's probably it's probably the ultimate advertisement. Are you involved yeah, in like, insider trading? Like, Hire KPMG to do your books. Yeah, like, fuck yeah, let's go. Hold on, hold on. I can I can screw people and make more money. Sign me <laughs> they, up. They talk, yeah. They talk about kid guys that get pinched like uh, kids with leukemia or something. It's like, oh, did you hear about John? The, the, We've lost the, a good one. Did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear about the Rosillo family? They lost Johnny. Yeah, yeah. He, he's going to medium security in Danbury, and yeah. uh, he'll be home in twelve months. But uh, don't worry, he still has money in offshore accounts, and everybody will be fine. <laughs> yeah, we all watch Billions. I love that show. <laughs> oh, billions. Oh, that's a good show. <laughs> Capper. Close <laughs> things out. What is your uh what is your hashtag DJ's only prop bet? Uh, all right. So I'm always on this Cam Smith cat. I'm gonna take him for a miscut at plus two hundred. Mm. It's not like super degen, which makes me sad because I am the DJ of the group. Uh <laughs> but Smith Miscut plus two hundred. Two run your money. Like, whatever, take it. Yeah, I mean two to one's not bad. Two to one just barely covers, so I'll I'll, I'll give it to you, uh, Cap. Trying there. to retire in fifty years, two to one's pretty. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> not gonna go broke, uh, cash in two to ones. 
All right, guys. Again, make sure you check out the Golf Gambling Podcast. Subscribe, leave the uh, guys a review there, and hop in the uh, the Slack sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Slack. Capper and Steve are, you know, they ho- they basically host their own show in that Slack channel. Yeah, oh constantly yeah. firing off uh, takes, bets, information, and uh, it is a uh, it is a must hang there for any golf major. Kramer. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast. And again, download that app. Make sure you get your uh, entry in because the NBA finals free roll contest, thousand dollars were given away locks. This hey, am I, am Friday. I, am I eligible for that? Yes. You guys are eligible. <laughs> am I, I don't yeah, know sure. shit about the NBA. So well, sure. you don't have to, it's free. It's not going to cost you anything. It's easy too. Yeah. It's literally all you do is download <laughs> the app. What team you think is going to win it? How many games? How many total points? Even, you know, even if you don't know shit about the NBA, you got a decent shot for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green and he is Ryan. Best of luck to your lineup, Sean <laughs> Kramer. Let it ride. <laughs>